Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Eric, how are you? You know what? I mean, it's ridiculous to even ask ourselves that because we've been not out of eyesight except for maybe an hour and a half over the last 72 hours. Normally, we retire to our separate rooms and have a little a little alone time. Not this trip. Not this trip. <laughs> this trip was different for many reasons. So many reasons. Most of them good. That one, not necessarily. But the entire trip was, of course... Powered by CommunityCars.com Sponsor of the pod Hoosier Hysterics CommunityCars.com Illusion Legends Talk with Ward and Eric CommunityCars.com Fade out Thanks for our friends from Straight No Chaser Look, the worst part about the trip was that we did not get to spend time with Evan Martin our good friend because the entire Martin family has got the bubonic plague. They will be fine. They will recover. We will see them again. But in their stead, we got to drive a beautiful Ford Bronco. You've seen these out on the street, folks. They're beautiful, these new Broncos that have been put out there. This one's like jet black, blacked out wheels and tires. Sport. Ford Bronco Sport. Oh, and it was sporty. It had a great turn radius. It was peppy. Yeah, it was fun to drive. Really yeah. fun to drive. Good times. It's just one of the almost infinite number of cars that you can get from any one of the dealerships that communitycars.com does. And you can buy your car any way you want to buy it. And we've talked about this multiple times, but it bears repeating. If you're going to spend your money on a car, you want to know that you're getting the best price that you can get, the best car that you can get, the best experience that you can get. And if you get all three of those things, you've done really well. But there's a fourth. If you can know that the money that you're spending and who you're giving it to is going to a company and people that you actually respect and and truly like and know that some of that money is actually going to get poured back into the IU community in some way through athletic contributions, NIL, then then it's an absolute grand salami. You you took the only talking point I had. I stole it when from you. We recorded the first eight minutes of this already earlier today, and I came in with that part, and you just barreled right through it. And now I got nothing except to say I agree with you wholeheartedly. Love the people, love the cars, love the ease of dealing with the people to get the cars. And you can do it anywhere in the continental United States, Alaska, and Hawaii, we're pretty sure. And definitely Austria. And parts of the Upper Yukon. What is the Upper Yukon? Oh, Y-U-K-O-N. 
Correct. Yeah. Not UConn University. I, I didn't. No. Oh, no. Because no, that's we, the upper UConn. Right. I was like the north part of the Connecticut <laughs> campus only. No, no, well, I'm sorry. Specific. I would I would never mention that program on this program unless our program beat that program. And, and by the way, the other great thing we talked about it last week, Community Cars Now has entered into an agreement with like all 50 states where they will do your titling and licenses for you. So like you fill out the paperwork that they give you. It's so easy. And then you don't even have to go to the DMV. I mean, if, unless you want to, I'm sure they, they'd let you if you wanted to go to the DMV, but why not just let them do it? Exactly. So that's community cars. All right, Ward, let's start from the beginning. I got notes. I made notes on the plane, notes over the weekend. I've got a few additional. Are you going to put Good. in the middle? Are you going to show Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Some of them are just keywords, so I hope I remember what they meant, mean. All right, let's go to Friday. Well, first, let's just talk overall. This was one of the best weekends. I mean, look, every weekend in Bloomington is an incredible weekend, but this truly was one of the most special weekends for multiple reasons, and we'll get into it. But just, it was it was an incredible weekend. Well, I mean... I think it's the elephant in the room. It's the headline. You don't want to bury the lead. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. And let me say this about the curse. Sure, go ahead. Look, we got some tweets because we were saying the curse is broken from people saying, oh, making it about you. Let's just let people in a little bit on our experience. On Twitter and DMs, blown up by people saying, do not go to the game. Do not go. You're a curse. Somebody said, we will never win a championship with these, these two guys going to games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I me not being in those DMs, not scrolling on the, the, the Twitter quite so much. I assumed most of that was all in good fun. Mm -hmm. But no, no, no. Some people were starting to take this really seriously. And of course, we were because <laughs> we're the ones who've had to live with all these losses game after game that we attend and the losses aren't fun but then people literally blaming you for the loss is less fun it stopped being funny like two and a half years ago and keep in mind it's not just random people on the internet it's people we know it's and friends and consider our friends we're talking to you angelo yeah and we'll, we'll get into that so yes that's the elephant in the room but let's go to friday we get into indiana we get into the airport by the way i just love that airport it's so easy it's so so manageable. You know where everything is. Are we being sponsored by the Indianapolis International Airport now? Straight no chase. Indianapolis <laughs> Airport. So uh, we 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 could do this. Yeah. What could we do? We, we could there? go left or we could go right. And what was left, right? What was right? Right was Bloomington, Indiana with Little Zagros. What was left? That was Fishers, Indiana, where Jalen Harrelson would be playing. Or I believe Anderson, Indiana, where Flory Budinga. What was it? Badinga. Nope. What is it? Badunga. Damn. Badinga. Badunga. Badunga. Guy, I hope he commits just so he can do that I know. for a year. He dunks it. Badunga. Badunga. Anyway. You got Badunga. <laughs> we, we, you know, we've gotten to see together in our lifetime one Indiana high school basketball game. And when you've got two of the pro top prospects in their respective classes, playing on a friday night in indiana like how we got to do that right we have to do that how do you pick between those two well one of the games was sold out 
<laughs> well, you know, we're, we could have snuck in. We're Weasley. Yeah, yeah. We've snuck in harder places before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, of course, we didn't do that. No. But we're so hungry. We turned right going down 465 in the other direction because we did have a reservation at Zanku's Little Zagros. Yes. And for those of you who don't <laughs> remember or didn't listen to the podcast last week, Ward referred to Little Zagros as Zanku's Little Zagros. And I told Ward, uh, that's not the name of it. And Lot, Ward, lots of people call it that. Stridently <laughs> said, lots of people call it that. He was conflating Zanku and Yanko or Jenko, but Yanko is, I believe, the proper pronunciation. Zanku chicken is what I refer to as a Palestinian chicken place, curb your enthusiasm reference. A chain here in Los Angeles that I love, Ward doesn't love. I, I, I like it. Okay, I love it. But it, it is not a steakhouse in Bloomington. No, no. So we rush to Graduate Hotel where we check in for the first time ever. As roomies. Roommates, baby. <laughs> Just two beds, two dudes lying next to each other. Uh, they were queen beds. And, and even, look, we got lucky. Somebody bailed on their sweet reservation because we were supposed to be two dudes in a normal room and two beds right, right on top of each other. Uh, but they were so kind and gracious, as they always are and always, to, to let us go into the bigger room so it wouldn't smell quite so bad by the time we left. Yes. But as Holly pointed out, the funniest part of this is we had this giant thing, this, this living room with a refrigerator and a sink and a great couch and chairs and a table and a big TV. And then this other room and our beds were still right next to each other. Like it wasn't like one of us was in one room and the other was in the other. No. But what we found out was instinctively, reactively, we still sleep on the same side of the bed we do when we're with our significant others. Yes. Which happened to be the, well, it wasn't the furthest away, but Ward, you, you couldn't have been further away from me unless you were hanging out the window. Well, I look, and as cold as it was, which we can get into that, that you and I do not sleep at the same temperature. Yeah, we don't operate at the same temperature. We don't. We, we don't. don't. You're running hot. I'm running cold. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, I got more meat on my bones. So I think that I have more heat. You have very little. You have little, very little meat. Yeah. So, but the first thing we did is when we were checking in, the awesome dude, should we use his name? Parker. He'd love it. Parker. Parker's the man. Yeah. He takes care of us. He works at the graduate. He's been there for several years now. And we needed to pull the raffle winner for the tickets. That's right. That we were giving away for the raffle, for the NIL raffle. And so we went to Parker. We said, we need you on the spot. Pick a number. He picked the number. It correlated to somebody on our list. And that person won the tickets to the NIL raffle against Illinois. So that's how we started with spreading some joy. And then we headed to Zanku's. And <laughs> the rule for this weekend was I am on a diet. As you can tell, <laughs> I am on a diet and I told Ward, listen, I can't eat my way through Bloomington the way we normally do. No carbs. This is NCB, no carb Bloomington. And if you see me with a carb, slap it out of my hand. I want you to physically accost me and slap it out of my hand. So walk through the me the, the meal that we had at uh, Zanku's the first night. You you were like uh you were monastic like you had the discipline uh the the willpower to when, when i go 
you do you go all the you, it's like flipping Tunnel a switch yep. it's on and it's off and it was the carb switch was off some of the greatest pre-dinner rolls you can have in the united states of america you grill them on the same grill as the steak all the food and stuff so well, good and look maybe part of what gave you that willpower it was as we were waiting for our table we were standing by the grill because it's the warmest place to wait yeah. when it's real cold outside and we see this colossal hamburger that we had seen devoured by angelo piso in person and so we we i asked i was like is that a one pound hamburger and he confirmed that is a one pound hamburger and then he revealed to you that one pound hamburger is made out of the scraps of the ribeye and the fillets they do it there they grind the meat ribeye fillet and make a one pound burger so we decided then that not only would we get whatever our main entree would be but we would do a community burger. But me, no bun. No bun. No bun. No bun. So you you avoided the rolls. You avoided the buns. We both had salads. We both had shrimp cocktail. Oh, I think it's extra spicy these days. They are. It's pure horseradish. It just, it's uh, it's 200 proof horseradish. It's like, it's, it must be what, like a, a, a dragon from olden times when it's breathing fire out of its yes. nose. That's what that sensation is. Gets into your nostrils, your sinuses. It cleans you out. Right out. So, so we delicious. did shrimp. You did a super filet, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a reasonable order when you're also going to eat a half a pound of hamburger. Yeah. I ordered the 28-ounce porterhouse. We t- we took down like three and a half cows by ourselves. That burger is excellent. It, it is, is. It's got that good char on the outside, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And then just soft and beautiful on the inside. Yep. Great meal. Catherine, our waitress. The best. Takes great care of us. Now... You work in planning because Isaac Green, who is uh, one of the many, many invaluable members of the IU men's basketball staff, was there. And apparently he's there a lot because when he and his party arrived, we had a nice exchange with him, met the people he was there with. When By the time they sat at their table, they had shrimp cocktails waiting for them. So let me let me say this about restaurants in general. I don't really love Mexican food. Okay, oh, I know I, you do. Oh, I, know I, do. Do. I know you do. But... The thing I love about Mexican restaurants is you sit down and what do you get? Chips. Almost immediately. Sometimes before you even arrive. Yeah. Chips and salsa are waiting for you. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love a restaurant that's giving you pre-food. Yeah. Okay. When I saw that Isaac Green and this table had a shrimp cocktail waiting for him, I was like, why don't we get a shrimp cocktail waiting for us? We come here enough. You mentioned it to Catherine. But I never even thought about it. I was just like, all right, that's nice. And I thought it was a baller move. Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They, so they know me here. We crushed our uh, our food, and then we started the circuit. We did the circuit, and it's cold. It's cold in Bloomington. It was so. It was colder than normal for us. Do you think a lot of people smoke cigars with gloves on? Is that or is that kind of? I mean, I mean, I I've done it so often in Bloomington. You don't even it doesn't phase me. Yeah. Uh, so we did the circuit. For those of you who don't know, the circuit is. We just walk with cigars from basically Zagreb's. Uh, we then walk back to the hotel, to the graduate, down Kirkwood, past upstairs to K, uh, to KOK, cross the street, head back up to Walnut or College. Walnut. forget. Walnut. Walnut. Head down right on Walnut, past the Bluebird, past those new bars that are there, across the street to Kilroy Sports, back down, come back down Kirkwood. 
It was dead. It was dead. There was a very popular cover band down from Chicago. And so there was a nice line at the bird. But other than that, for Bloomington on Friday night, I don't care how cold it was. I just remember being drunk enough as an undergrad, we would be out there. So it was, it was like, hey, what's going on? Where's everybody out? It was a little ghost towny feel. And then we just decided, do we we went into Nick's, we met up with some people. Yep, that's we met right. up with a couple of hysterics at Nick's. And we then just decided we gotta get out of here. We were tired. It was, it was, we're old. It's 12:30. We're old. I will say this was maybe the 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 most realization of how old I am. Yeah. On this trip. Right. We did not stay up till two, three in the morning on purpose. You accidentally did. Right. Well, but yeah, we, that's we called whole... some early nights. We did the eight. I gotta say it. We, we can talk about well, why talk about it more later? Nothing really happened on Saturday night no. or Sunday night. It just and 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 I was like. Okay, I know Nick's isn't where the kids are, but it did feel like it did a lot of people leave down for the three-day weekend. It didn't seem like it at the games, but the point being, we get back to the hotel, it's 12.30. We're going to get a good night's sleep because we've got a huge, huge weekend of basketball coming up. This is good. For me, Going to that's the equivalent of nine thirty out here. Yeah, this is the earliest you're ever going to see me going in bed. I can't wait. No, it was, it was a great plan. But then, but before that happened, we had the argument about the temperature. Look, science tells you that when you sleep, it is better for your body to sleep cool. You want it mid sixties when you sleep. Ward likes it at like eighty four. It's not true. You would like it at eighty four. I would not. You like it. You wanted it north of seventy. I, I like getting into bed when it's in the low 70s. Okay, but you agreed to 68. That's where that's where the negotiation ended up. Yeah, but it didn't matter where the negotiation ended up because throughout the weekend you just kept going to the thermostat and tried to and tried to sneak one by me. Well, let let's let's be clear. It, it very quickly it became apparent uh, how much it upset you. So, so that just it, made you double it, it, down. It had nothing to do with me being comfortable or not. It was all about upsetting you. My body is a delicate ecosystem. <laughs> and it can tell. I knew. I know 68. Yeah. And I was like, this ain't 68. What did you do? 71. At one point, you did turn it to like 84. No, I turned it to 80. And you yeah. can did you turn it to 76, 77? Yeah. And I was just like, no, no, I didn't. 78? <laughs> no. 82? No. He's going to play this bullshit game with me. It's so fun. So I said goodnight to my roommate, and then I drifted off to sleep. And this is what it sounded like. <laughs> now, as much as, as much as temperature drives you crazy, snoring, I, I just, it, it makes me want... Uh, to kill the person. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I'll do a couple things like this to test the water, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Or just make some noise. To, to try to get me to. Yeah. To move. Jostle a just little shift bit. shift a little yeah. bit. Um, but but let's, this is not a problem. I have a noise canceling ear earbuds. Uh, I got white noise app. This, this will be fine. I'll be able to go to sleep. I'll read a little bit like sure. I do. And so this is all happening around 1245. Yeah. So, I'm out. So well, let's you want to just skip yeah. to the text messages you got in the morning? So then I wake up at 7.30 and I feel real good. Why? No carbs. And seven hours of sleep. And I just felt great. And I was like, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go to the gym and get a run in. And I check. I'm trying to be very quiet. 
and I check my texts and I have a text from Ward. It's 3.08 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm telling you this because I'm going to set my alarm for 9.30. If you think about waking me up before 9.30 a.m., I will kill you. And I read that with no humor at all. Well, and, and I believe it was, I'll kill you. Like, I will kill you inherently is a little funnier. And yeah, there was dramatic. nothing funny it about this text. Point blank. Yeah, I need this. Then, statement of fact. Then the next text, it's 4.08 a.m. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then, then I knew all hope was lost. There was, there was no hope of having the the energy I hoped I would have. But then I realized, you know what? Where we're at, the town we're in, the people we're around, the venue we're going to, that's all the energy I'm going to need. Well, I like that. Along with some coffee. You needed some nitro cold brew. So we wake up. I get done with my run. I'm feeling great. No carbs. Got to run in, sweating like a pig, feel good. I don't want to get into too many details, but you know what? I thought, I'm not going to go upstairs and do my post-run bathroom break. I'm going to go to the public bathroom at the graduate lobby so that I don't wake up Ward. Let him sleep it off. That's a good roommate. Came back up, 9.15, 9.30. Ward wakes up at 9.30 and ready to go. Let's go. It's go time. It's go time. So... Then we start walking to assembly hall. We light up some sticks. You've got a cold brew. And we start walking. We did a little live Twitter. And a couple things need to be said that happened on this walk. Several people made fun of me for not being able to walk correctly. I can't believe it was so few. People know that I've broken my foot and I fall a lot at my house. And so there's a lot of like, hey, watch your step, yeah. like that. And funny, but also cruel. I just, <laughs> I'm hurt by them. And do you want to talk about my walking habit? Yeah. So as, as people during the, like the, the live tweet session are, are making fun of you doing it, uh -huh. you do it. You do it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You stumble and fall. I almost had to call the EMT before I, I kept walking normally, yeah. safely, yeah. because, he, uh, and, and there was nothing there. There was, there was nothing there. It was just. Well, then I did move into the street, remember? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, even flatter ground than the sidewalk. There's no little cracks even. It's so narrow, the sidewalk. With you and I side by side, you could easily hit your foot on the edge of the sidewalk and then get a roller. And that is something that I guard against. So you go into oncoming traffic. Yeah. And just keep tweeting and talking to people like the 17 people tuning in for this really exciting walk through campus. And, and, and car after car is just swerving into the other lane to avoid you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that all happened. So then we get to Assembly Hall. It is a special feeling every time we we either driving there and you see it or you walk over the hill and you see it. Never gets old. It is a glorious place. <clears throat> and we walk in and what we quickly realize is as we see people that know us or that we know that no one is happy to see us. It's not it's not the reception we anticipated. No. They all I mean the best one was when we saw Angelo Pizza and he looked at us and just shook his head. <laughs> For shame. For shame. Yes. Just shaming us. Remember that scene in uh, 
Game of Thrones, the, sh- the Walk of Shame. Yeah, the Walk of Shame. That's shame. what it was. Shame. People just knew that that in their hearts that us being there was a problem. Because I think this whole thing grows as like a bit. It's funny. We go to like a men's soccer game and men's soccer never loses and they lose to because Rutgers. we're there. And I think they were up when we got there. Yeah, they were. And blew the lead. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. So it starts to accumulate over time. But then even with men's basketball, we never, ever want to lose a men's basketball game. But this season and the way the team has been playing, having won up to this point, what, nine out of 10 games? Nine out of 11. Up, uh, nine out of 11 going into Saturday? No, no. Eight out of 10. Eight out of 10. Eight out of 10. That the stakes are the highest they've ever been since we've been attending uh these games together as the Hoosier hysterics Mm -hmm. so now people are getting real about it because like me the better the team's doing the more you want to you want to keep everything the same sure and hey Ward and Eric have not been here in the past when they have it's bad and we every game counts when you start one and four you need to finish strong so there was there was not the normal hey guys great to see you no there was none of that a lot of cold shoulder lot of cold shoulder game starts intense beginning and look didn't start great like back and forth a little bit at the beginning and then illinois of course takes control when there were moments of happiness another thing happened during this game which was ward violently attacked me several times the first one was you took your left your left hand and you wrapped it around my head and you jacked me. You cold cocked me in the ear. First of all, my hand was open. So it was more like a, a, a boxing of yeah. the ear. Second of all, I'm hoping most of our listeners have seen the video of when I I gently rolled you onto the football field. And that most people listening understand your hyperbole really kicks into high gear when it comes to the violence I do to you. <laughs> That's such a weird phrase. The violence I do to you. Um, uh, what I'm saying is people know you're a complete pussy. <laughs> that may be true. What also is true is if you've ever seen Mike Tyson knock someone out, that's the force that you hit my ear with, and I did not go down. I just took it, complained, but then kept cheering. That's how hard you hit me. That was followed up by a couple counters later, one to the shoulder, a couple to the back. You now, were again, hitting me throughout again, the game. Again, normal people be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're having a great time. But even here, you're probably going to complain later because I'm scared I, of you. I forget you have like two permanently separated shoulders to go along with your janky feet. All right. So the game is not going that well. Obviously, second half, we go down by nine points, even at halftime, though. It felt bad. There's there's real talk between you and I about needing to leave. And there are dozens and dozens and dozens of tweets of people saying, get your stuff and leave. Get your stuff. My father texted me, leave. He just said, leave. And you know why ultimately we decided not to do that? Why we decided to stay? I'm curious what your answer to this will be. This team's better than that. They're better than that. This team is better than that to a a hobbled Illinois team that we boat raced in Champaign. They, I, I, this team will overcome and I don't want to miss it. I have, you have everybody who's been in the arena with us all the times we've lost 
since Louisville in 2019, maybe, that I did not want to miss out on what I deep in my heart believed would be a victory. I, I totally agree. And, but the game was still in the balance. And then something magical happened. There was a loose ball. And the ball was like a loose ball from underneath the basket in the second half. And it comes rolling and bouncing quickly towards us. And it just comes right. I didn't have to move my hands. It came right into my hands and I caught it. And I spun it a little bit. You licked the backside of it. I licked quickly, a quick lick. (laughs) And I was looking around and no referee was coming to me right away to get the ball. So for a moment, I thought about shooting it. (laughs) I did. And very quickly in my head, all the scenarios ran through it. I'm going to shoot it. And if I make it, it is going to be the greatest moment ever in my life. I will, of course, be kicked out of Assembly (laughs) Hall probably forever. And I ran through these scenarios. Is it worth it? I'll probably miss it. Then that won't be funny. And no one will cheer. And everyone will hate me. And at that moment, I see the ref coming over, and I and and it was the old guy ref. I don't know his name, but it was the ref that I had been talking shit to the entire game, and every time he responded in some way. Yeah, he really got too distracted by you. He was like, <laughs> I was he, working him. He was your Kofi. Yeah, he was my Kofi, which it didn't help us either. Now, something I hadn't thought about until you were telling this back to us just uh-huh. now was. Is clearly something changed for the better after that moment. But the mojo. But in the pregame warm-up, the ball bounced to me. Yes, you did. And I touched it. And you screwed it up. So I, it's maybe I got the, <laughs> the I, bad mojo. I got the stink hand. <laughs> you got the stink hand, and I wiped it away. And then we started to come back. And then we started to make shots. And the energy started to build. And I have to say, being there in the room. The, seeing trace that's no i what? said that first what i said that go first. say it i'm ah, sorry i have I'm sorry. so few observations of my own no go for it i'm sorry i said to you and then to other people a fire was like i don't know what i wish i had looked up at the clock when i saw trace's countenance completely change countenance he he had a, a rage that was like, no effing way are we losing this game. And I don't care if I have to do it all myself, but let's go, boys. Jump on this healthy back. We are going to win. And when you saw that look in his eyes, it's like, we got this. We got this. And then everybody else got, it's not like they were like jogging up and down the court in the first half, but there's something that happened that just took it to an 11. It happened in the Northwestern game too. Yeah, but it was just too late. It was too late. It was too big of a hole. You're down 20. On the road. You know? But I feel like you can tell when Trace is in that beast mode, let's call it, you know, to to borrow from uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, good one. When Trace gets the ball at that high post and just rips towards the basket. You know what I mean? He doesn't survey what's going on. He doesn't palm the ball in one hand. He just gets it and rips and says... You can't stay with me. 
I'm either going to score or you're going to do something. Somebody's going to make a mistake and I'm going to kick it out to somebody wide open. He made some great passes to race in the second half yep. on those, but it, it changed. Everything changed. And then it felt like we had all the momentum and then Jalen throws the ball to the other team coming out of the timeout. Does he get an assist for that one? <laughs> I mean, he just threw it right to him, resulted in a dunk, and my heart sank. And I thought, oh, my God, we're, we're going to lose this game now. And then what happened? And then this young man, mature beyond his years, and there are so many reasons People who know far more about us than basketball say this man is going to be a professional NBA basketball player in short order is because it's it's amnesia, short term memory. Like he he makes one of possibly the most consequential plays of his collegiate career, forgets about it and comes down the court like the stone cold assassin that he is. And I believe with he and Trace had talked about it ahead of time is to get to that spot. Trace sets the pick. He, he goes over to the left side and like like Devin Booker of the Big Ten drills it. Never a doubt. It, it was it was amazing. The fortitude that that kid has. It w- was incredible. And then we all you guys all know what happened at the end of the game. But from our perspective. We've got the ball. We're up by, at this point, one point. And we've got to, uh, they they just hit a free throw. They missed one free throw down by two, made the second one. We have trouble getting the ball inbounds. We finally get it inbounds. It gets pushed up the court to, I believe. Whoa, no, we're like then stuck on the base. Yeah, right. We couldn't get like it inbounds. Barely got, no, no, no. Like barely got it inbounds. And then I wasn't sure they were going to. Break the 10. Yes. Yes. And then we split somehow the defenders. Then the ball gets pushed up. It careens beautifully over the half court line, probably as the clock yeah. struck 20, like simultaneously. So you're like, oh, thank God we we just, we beat the 10 second clock. But now Illinois is completely out of position. They were all in on, on the turnover. And we attacked. And we get the ball to Trace on the baseline, who's coming basically towards us mm. that, and rises up with two hands and fucking dunks that ball and if you were watching on tv you probably saw ward you have never jumped that high in your life if i'm honest i i all i remember is after i landed realizing i am on the court yes (laughs) you were on the court and i was excited but nervous because i realized we're only up three (laughs) <laughs> like they can hit a three and tie this thing. And they run down the court and Ward is celebrating like the game is over. And I'm watching this and I don't have the best angle at it, but I see a guy get wide open and he almost drills the three, but he doesn't. And we celebrated like we had just won a championship. It was. It Look, there have not been many more. I remember we felt that great when we came back against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. But since you and I have been doing this, there's been not a lot of truly euphoric moments. And that's what that was. Like, we did it. We're, we're, we're still in this Big Ten conference hunt. We're, we're, we're looking at a good seed. We're going to keep being ranked. Like, there was a lot at stake. And it, it felt um, a little bit of a, 
I don't want to say vindication, but like validation. I'd say like validation. Well, the curse being broken for us was vindication. That was vindication. Not not that we were really defending ourselves, right. but we just refused to not attend an Indiana sporting event because of superstition, right? Even if we believed it too. Uh, but, but of this team, this embattled team that has done something and put together a stretch of games like no other uh, for seven years to be like, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. We slipped again at Northwestern and that's a pretty good team. And that was on the road, but are we, are we going to go on a losing streak? Right. Like we are just so used to losing streaks at this point, but this team refusing they're winning games that they have not won over the last several years, period. The one point, uh, one possession, two possession games, we now win the vast majority of those. Yes. And so we celebrated like it was 1999 and it was awesome. It was exhilarating. Everybody was happy. We we were just so happy to win that game. Woody was jumping around on the court. He, I, I missed that. I'm oh, gonna, he I, was I'm, dancing. I'm going to have to go back and look I at know, that. I wish I was recording it. He was dancing. He was jumping like air got under his feet. <laughs> and we then go outside and we light up the greatest victory cigars that you could possibly light up. And we're enjoying them. And then something bad happened. Oh, we're going to talk about it. In general terms. Okay. We're celebrating smoking cigars and we're walking around, and some of the players are coming out. And one of our players' families comes out. And they didn't like that I had said some critical things about their son recently. And they let me know about it. And it crushed me. And I just sat, stood there, and took it. And we walked away. I mean, you stood there and took it. I pretended like I was texting something very important on my phone. Yeah, you hid. Oh, you you were of no support. I I wanted nothing to do with what was going on because this situation is not unprecedented. Fair, uh, and I'm I'm not. We're not going to talk about who it was, and we're not going to talk about who the other one when it happened before. All I'll say is that that happened to me last year, and it's not a good feeling. It is the worst feeling. But I am going to say this. We, and this is what I said to them as well, we are not journalists. No, we, I think we've said that a hundred times. We are not objective observers of a sporting event and then reporting it to people who weren't there. It's in the title of our show. We are hysterical. And, and especially, and what we're talking about is Twitter spaces here. We are extremely emotional, raw at halftime after games, and we certainly don't go after anybody personally. No. But if we're seeing bad things happening on the court, we talk about we're it. critical and we're and we praise people way more, way more often than yes. we ever criticize people. We praise people, but I do want to say this I love Indiana University, I love the players that give their all to Indiana University. The baseline is, I love you. When you come in and play for us, unless you end up doing something that is not a good representation of what it means to be an IU basketball player, or you don't take seriously the responsibility that comes with being an Indiana University basketball player, I'm going to love you to the end. And, and, And I do love them all. And everybody on this team, I do love. 
I do. They give it their all. They work hard. It's a good group of young men. We love them. We work for them. We support them. But when they do bad stuff, we're going to call them on that too because we're crazy fans. And it bothered me that a family was offended by that. But that's who we are. I am disappointed that I bothered some people. But we are not beholden to anyone. We're critical of the coaching staff. We're critical of recruiting. We're critical of the administration. We are critical of ourselves. Yes, we're idiots. <laughs> and that it did take the wind out of our sails. It was it was a bummer. Because when we walked out of Assembly Hall, let's just go back to that feeling. Winning over Illinois, because the last game we saw there was losing to right. Illinois. It's like this, this is what it's like. This is a feeling I could really get used to. But we, anyway, we had never, we were certainly at games together when we were in college, but we don't know which ones they were because we didn't go to games together. But Ward and I have never together seen Indiana win a Big Ten game at Assembly Hall. Never. Never. <laughs> Until Saturday. So we went our separate ways. Yeah. I needed some time to decompress. I hated to leave you, but yeah, you my, totally my, left me in the lurch. My, but that's okay. My dear friends, well, I invited you to you come, did, but I, I was I couldn't be around anybody at that point. My my dear friends uh, from the Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity, Steve Lateral and Craig Hanneman and Mark Kloss were at the upstairs pub, and so there I was, uh, you know, in the upstairs pub as a forty-five year old man. But at least there were a few others with me, and totally obviously. Reasonable. There was a lot of really happy people in there. And that that's fun to be in an undergrad bar when those those kiddos just saw their fellow students bring one home. You're ringing, aren't you? No, I'm not ringing. Your phone's not vibrating? No, is that your ears? Because I boxed your ears so hard. Could be. It's still the ringing. It's on, it's on do not right. disturb. So I smoked a couple more cigars, took a little respite in the hotel room, tried to shake it off. Wait, while you were doing that, you ate my entire bag of trail mix. Which was fine. Which was fine. That was just to smuggle stuff although, into the state although anyway. I was very worried about the trail mix because what I did not know is that you put your goodies. You did know. I told you. Here's everything in the trail mix. And then these no, no, are. I'm saying historically, I didn't know oh. that that was your move. I always thought you brought trail mix with you with your goodies. That you put the goodies in the trail. I, I thought it was some homemade thing that you brought. It was your private stash. What you what I didn't know is that you were putting your goodies into the bag of trail mix that the graduate was nice enough to give us. No, no, I brought that bag of trail mix. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that either. Oh, yeah. Until just now. Uh, oh, I uh, thought that was a graduate gift. No, no, that, that was my trail I mix. I still would have eaten it. It was a big bag. You were eating your feelings, so no judgment there. The judgment came uh, the next day when I walked into our suite. And I looked at where you'd been laying on the sofa eating a half pound of trail mix. And that it wasn't that there was just some chocolate chips on the sofa, but that because, in fact, I guess you might have rolled over to get some more. And one of the chocolate chips rolled under your body and then you rolled back on top of it and you smashed it into the sofa. I fused it into the sofa. And the graduate takes good, such good care of us. Well, I was like, well, let me clean that off. 
but but because of the fusing, because of the heat and Fusion. the weight, I couldn't I couldn't scrape it, was it off. Part of the couch, I was like, "That's going to get under my fingernails for me to get that off." Yeah, it wasn't great. I let it lie. Not proud of that. <laughs> so then we uh, have another um, date. You and I, we at do little Zagreb's again, back to back nights for the I, first time ever. I thought maybe somebody would want to join us that time because we want yeah but nobody wanted to join us yeah we were again just sort of like solo our own own leper comedy yes but this is where the night turned around for me we walk in and immediately there is a big group of people who are celebrating a birthday birthday nancy birthday nancy they have two tables back to back and they are fellow hysterics and we had a great conversation with them and then we're told our table is ready and when we get to the table, shrimp cocktail is waiting for us. Boom! We've arrived. <laughs> the curse is broken. And so we had to figure out what the meal was going to be. But you have to remind me, because there was a table. Some parents were in from out of town. They brought their son and like six other people. More than six. And yeah. and uh, they're having a good time. We're having a good time. Something is said by the son to us. And then you you said something that just killed it. What was that? What was that you kind of, you said over there and instead of anybody reacting to it because you were just- It just killed the entire mood. It just sucked the air out of the room and we never made eye contact with him again. I think it was, am I going to have to cut this because we don't remember? I don't remember. I thought for sure you would remember. I remember somebody said, I'm a fan of your podcast. Oh, oh, I remember. Yeah, we can't say it. I, I remember what you said. Oh, I'll say it. No, I won't let you say it. It was a joke. Without giving away names, they brought up somebody and I insulted that person as a joke, a throwaway line that I was just joking because I like that person. And they did not take it as me being funny. They took it as, oh, he just insulted him. And the whole room went quiet. And I was so oblivious because I knew I was joking. I just went back to eat mushroom cocktail. <laughs> so then we had to decide. Not, look, not everybody gets us. No, we're not for everybody. <laughs> so then we had to decide what to eat. And because we had all the steak last night and the burger, tonight was going to be lamb chops. Oh, how! and we've been talking about the lamb oh, chops. Oh, they looked so good the night before. You know, tonight it's going to be lamb chops. And I've never had the lamb chops there. And I've heard it's very good. And then what? what happened... What sold out sold out they were so good by the time sold out so you got the spicy meat the balls i got the new york strip and a community kebab which by the way was not flaming and community skewered shrimp oh yeah we did community skewered shrimp shrimp cocktail skewered shrimp barbecued shrimp basically and we wouldn't let them take the cocktail sauce away from the shrimp cocktail because you we you we wanted to dip steak in it. Yeah, I dipped my steak in it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That New York strip was the best steak I had this weekend. I and you get you generously gave me a bite, and it was also the best bite of steak I'd had all weekend. And the melted butter underneath the shrimp, yes, oh, just beautiful. So after that, though, we met up with uh, our good buddy John Schweisberger over at Nick's, and the funniest thing happened. We're going through great old. John was at IU the same year as Woody was at IU. And so he's telling old stories. And then he shows us a ticket stub mm. that he has from a game that he went to. 
the very first game of the 1975-76 season against UCLA, where we rolled them. And he was there in St. Louis, Missouri, at the Checkerdome. To say that you witnessed, you were a witness. We're all witnesses. No, there's a finite number of people who got to watch that team play live that season, the greatest season in college basketball history. And there John has it. It, it was it was incredible. So we're having this great conversation. It's flowing great. We're sharing stories. We're talking about favorite players. We're talking about what the team next year is going to be. And in the middle of the conversation, go ahead. I'm going to be you. So just start talking about your favorite player of all time. Uh, Calvert Chaney? Yeah, Ooh, talk about him. I love Calvert Chaney so much. All right, guys. I'm going to go to sleep. I think that's it. That was you. That's an inaccurate. No, it isn't. In this the middle of conversation, you no, go, guys, I got to go. No. I'm tired. I'm this is sleep. what happened. Whatever conversation was going on, a, a waiter came or a server from Nick's, said, can I get you guys anything else? And you look at John. John, you want to have another one? Have another one. John's like, yeah, yeah, I'll have another one. Oh, and that's when you realize this is going to go on too long. And I was like, I I got about three hours of sleep. It was 10.30. It was, no, like earlier, 10.15. Which means 7.15 our time. Well, but, no, but, if that doesn't, you can't do that on day two. Well, and I didn't, but like. But ten, you just did. Well, I'm just saying, I, th- because it's more interesting to say I was going to bed at 7.15 than 10.15. Okay, it was early. But it was early. Cut me off at the knees. Yeah. Anyway. Daddy, Daddy was tired. Daddy wasn't going to go go to bed. It was shocking. My, 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 I felt myself shutting down. Like I, you, I could tell. You were really tired. This is rare. I don't think I've ever in my life gone to sleep before war. So he leaves. He goes back to the hotel. I'm with John. But you know what? It was a great conversation with John. We walk back to the hotel. He walks back to his. I walk back to mine. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be really quiet when I come in. I'm going to try to be polite here. But I walk in at like 11.30, I want to say. Yeah. And I'm feeling like really good again. Because day two in Bloomington, no carbs. All I ate was steak, meat, shrimp, no desserts, nothing. Feel great. Protein and water. And then I walk into the room and I'm about to go to sleep. Just I'm taking off my clothes in the other room so as not to make noise. And I just hear... Hello. Oh, no. He's he's about to set up for another night where he can't sleep. And I walk into the room, wide awake ward. I'm like, I thought you were going to sleep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, but I'm in bed. I feel good about being in bed, I think is what you said. I I've, It was so comfy and warm. I probably had the room at 74 at that point. Yeah, you fucked it up. And then you said, want to order some baked cookies? Baked cookies. Because I, I was I, too tired. To, I, I, I thought maybe I would walk there on my way to the hotel and not put it in front of you. Right, but you didn't. I did. Instead, you said, let's order baked. And then the truth is, we wait, could not figure wait, out the wait menu. Wait a second. Wait a second. You know what we forgot? What? It was your idea. No, it wasn't. You suggested. That I was in bed. No. You suggested. No. I, you I said no, baked. I, you brought up baked. I, I said, you said, oh, you didn't get baked? Do you want to order some? You can order some. That's exactly how it happened. Okay, I'll I'll own that. But here's the problem. You had one job to do this weekend. Do not let me eat carbs. Knock them out. And you didn't even put up any kind of like, Eric, are you sure you want to do this? As a friend, you know I'm going to knock them out of your hand. You're like, yeah, let's order baked. And then the two 
intellectual giants that we are, we couldn't figure out how to order the cookies. It was too daunting of a task with all the mix-ins. We just it's couldn't over. figure it out. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And then I did say, should we just order a Pizza X Big Ten special? Now, keep in mind, we we sat down at Zagreb's at 8.30. Yeah, we didn't get out of there till 9.45. 9 30 9 30 i doubt we did that in an hour so so the the last bites we ate were like pushing probably 9 45 10 o'clock no because we were you left nicks at 10 15 so it had to be a little early okay all right that's fair yeah okay so so 9 30 yeah. is, is yeah. when we finished this largesse yeah. of protein and now it's 12 or like 11 50 and in my head i'm like well i got two full days in yeah <laughs> i got two full days of no carbs so then we ordered the big Ten special they bring it i go down to the lobby i get it i bring it up and i have never felt more like i was back in college warden i went into the living room i said i said can we watch tv yeah. i go you want to just sit in the living room and you said can we watch TV? Like, <laughs> like you're asking your parents for permission. Well, if what it is is with Annie and I, we try to eat with our our family, our kids at the at the dining room no table. No TV. No, not no TV, but that's default, and it's you know all the studies say it's really good. Sure, e eat sure. dinner with your family around the table, but some nights you you just want to watch TV. So we ask each other, can we can we watch can TV? we watch TV? Well, we did. We turned on Sports Center. Which I don't think I've watched a legitimate, like, long episode of Sports Center in a while. And we just housed the Big Ten special, orange soda for me, Diet Coke for you. No, I switched oh, to root beer. I root did. Beer. I didn't want more caffeine because it was the yes, Diet yes. Coke at Zagreb. Is there no caffeine in root beer? Uh, sometimes there is. Okay. Like, one brand has a one doesn't, but I'm like, I'm going to roll the dice. Half pepperoni, half cheese, breadsticks, cheese sauce. We crush it. I eat. I think I ate all of the Tootsie Rolls. Well, the I think thing I was, left one. you left me one because I was watching it happen. I was watching it happen. I was like, I think he just ate one of mine. I pizzoed you with the Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> like Angelo did to us with the shrimp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot the pizzoing yeah. technique. Yeah. But uh, so you left me one, which was fine. And um, and then what you want to do after you eat all that food is immediately go to bed. Go to bed. Well, I... Have no problem with that. So I go to sleep. No text messages from Ward this night. Um, and then we wake up for another incredible experience awaiting us. But before we get to that experience, okay. we need to tell people about the event that we announced last night that oh. we didn't talk about at the top of this podcast. Uh, okay. And then we probably should talk about our other sponsor too. Well, no. We, oh, yeah. We can... <laughs> uh, we have totally hosed this. We have totally hosed this. All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about this event in our segment that it <laughs> that is brought to you by IU Ventures presents a segment without pretense. Who's your hoopla just for you? IUVentures.com. Look, we've been talking about them for a couple months now. IUVentures.com is an unbelievable part of Indiana University's total conglomerate, if you will, that is all about supporting entrepreneurs 
that come out of Indiana one way or the other. Students, alumni, faculty, staff that have created businesses that IU Ventures writes checks to to help them achieve their business dreams. That's one part of IU Ventures. The other part is that they create an angel investor network where people like you or us can actually take our hard-earned money and invest in said businesses that you find out that have been created and run by these IU people. They're amazing businesses. They run the gamut from companies that have created vegan ice cream and gelato to cancer treatments and everything in between. IU Ventures is, is involved in any piece of intellectual property, any really interesting business. And you can go to iuventures.com and sign up for the free email newsletter to find out about all of this. iuventures.com, they're great people. They're creating wealth within I, the IU community. They're creating jobs. They're supporting people and helping them achieve their dreams. It's an incredible, incredible program. And I'm proud, and I know you are too, that they are part of Hoosier Hysterics. It is. It's just, uh, it's a feel-good situation all the way around. It is. And and look, we can ramble on about it. We usually do. But go to the website, get on the email list, get informed. And, you know, maybe there's something there immediately you want to jump and get involved with. There's new stuff coming up all, all the, the time. time. Just make sure you know what it is and and, and be informed uh, about not only what's what's going on with these Hoosiers, but as they succeed, the businesses succeed. It's just something else you can brag about Indiana University doing. And in this segment of Hoosier Hoopla, this is exactly how we planned it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this incredible NIL event that we announced last night on Twitter. It's on Peaks right now. First of its kind. It is the first of its kind. It is called, I give Ward credit for coming up with the name. He made it better. It is called Selection Sunday Celebration. So here is the idea. For the first time in I don't know how long. You know, I really don't. It is clear that both the IU men's team and IU women's team are making the tournament. There's no, I mean, when was the last time that that happened? I mean, was it when the women won the Big Ten in the first year? It may be. 40 years? I Yeah, I don't remember. In 2016, I don't know where the women's program was. I mean, Terry was there, but I don't know if that was like the NIT year. I can't remember. You want to ask Daryl to check it out? Hey, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. When was the last time that the IU men and women's team were clearly in the NCAA tournament before Selection Sunday? Like we knew. Hell, I don't know. Great. Thanks, Daryl. So there's no doubt they're making the tournament. And what we wanted to do... As you know, we do the Hoosier Fantasy Experience Weekend, Fantasy Camp, Fan Fest, Golf Outing, Youth Camp for the Women. We want to bring experiences to the IU fans that give something to the IU fans that is unique and interesting and entertaining and awesome. And interactive. And interactive and an opportunity to support the NIL efforts because 100% of the money we raise goes to the players. And I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for NIL... I don't I don't think we'd be on easy street this season with this NCAA tournament bid thing. You couldn't be more right. We couldn't be more right. So what's one of the most fun days in the college basketball calendar? Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday. When you know your team is going to be there and you're not nervous about it, 
and you just want to see what city are we going to be in? What team are we going to play in the first round? What's the second round matchup? Yeah, well, potential? How soon can they get us in a game against Kentucky? Right. Like <laughs> that selection Sunday. And for the women this year, they're on pace to get the number one seed and to see Indiana women get the number one seed and, and have the, the selection show talk about them. It's just such a celebratory moment. And we are all used to seeing it on TV. You watch the teams celebrate when they get picked. They, it's great. They cut to the kids for like 10 seconds. Right. Never then, enough. Never enough. And the rest of us, we call each other. We get excited. We look at the bracket. But what you really want to do is be around the team. How cool would it be to celebrate the selection that just happened with the team, with or the players, with, with the coaches? With the teams. With both teams. Oh, what? So Selection Sunday Celebration is an NIL event. It's an exclusive event for a limited number of fans. It is a high-priced item. On March 12th, Sunday, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., you can purchase a ticket to go to Assembly Hall South Lobby and be the first people to celebrate the tournament selections with both the women and the men's teams, the players and the coaches. There's going to be food. It's going to be a celebration. You can get autographs, take pictures, mingle with the players, wish them luck, and celebrate. And you mentioned it being a high-priced item. And, like, right, we are going to get 0%, as we always do, Zero. of this high-priced item. And, one, it does it it does cost money to pull off something like this sure but the, the, to be able to have it be intimate enough where you can be assured you can go there and have that interaction and you can really feel like oh it's not the team way over there and we're way over here it's it's gonna be a group where you're all in there together mingling it up and 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 i can't express this enough what the women are doing is historic. They are delivering on one of the greatest seasons ever, not just for women basketball in Indiana, the number of top 15 teams they've beaten, the number of top 25 teams they've beaten. They're undefeated against top 25. They're undefeated against top 15. They're undefeated against top 10 teams. They have, they have locked up the Big Ten Championship, which we'll get to, a share of it at least. It is historic. And on the men's side, you have a singular talent in Trace Jackson Davis in his final year. You have Jalen Hood Shafino, who I think you could make a very strong argument is the best freshman point guard we've had since Isaiah Thomas. And probably the best freshman guard in the conference. I mean, he is. This is, these are two special teams, and this event allows you to be with those teams and these coaches in the greatest moment of celebration that could happen in this year. In Assembly Hall. In Assembly Hall. So look, it's $500. I get it. It's expensive. If you can't afford it, I'm sorry. That's why we do the Fan Fest later. You'll have an opportunity. But this is $500 for a select group of fans. Go to our Twitter feed. Click on the Peak story. There's links there on how to go to the page to reserve your ticket. It's a limited group, so please sign up now, and 100% goes to the players. There is one wrinkle here. If the men's team makes the Big Ten Championship tournament game, they likely will not be back in Bloomington for Selection Sunday. So if that were to happen, we will refund the ticket 50%. So it'll go from 500 to 250 
But this is going to be a special event. We can't wait. Please join us. And that's our Hoosier Hoopla segment for today. Go to peaks.com, click on the link, go to our Twitter, it's pinned at the top. All right, we wake up Sunday morning, bright and early. We want to walk over to Assembly Hall. By the way, I got another run in, no big deal, don't want to brag. We walk over to Assembly Hall early because we want to see the environment. Do you think the jog totally offset the Big Ten special? I think it put me even below it. I think it made it so that I could eat two Big Ten specials. Okay. Yeah, look, this this, this my pants feel worse leaving Bloomington than they did when I got there. That's the truth. We I probably knew, gained twelve pounds. They said doors open at ten thirty. Yeah, and that's for a twelve o'clock game. And when you've got general admission for what, in all likelihood, would be the clinching game of the Big Ten championship season, they knew people were going to show up. And as we crested that hill again, and it was like. Field of Dreams, except during the day, and instead of a baseball field, it was a basketball arena. And instead of cars just coming in from one direction, it was people coming in from all directions. It was magical. I mean, it was just giant lines and so much positive energy. You could just tell everyone was so happy. The number of young kids that you saw there, young girls especially, everybody was so excited to to be there. And we're smoking cigars, prep cigars, and just taking in the environment. Well, and and just to finish that that analogy with Field of sure. Dreams. Oh, yeah. We said on the way there, it was like, oh, it was evocative of that. But if you build it, they will come. Yeah, you're saying it all weekend. And Terry Morin and her staff and the players that came before this squad and this squad have built it. And people came. People have continued to come. And hopefully we'll continue to as we move forward and in future years, because the product on the floor and the people that are being brought into this program deserve it. They've earned it. They've absolutely earned it. We're, st- we're standing outside. And another very cool thing that happened at this game was they recognized the 1983-84 team, which is the inaugural year of Big Ten women's basketball, where Indiana won its one and only a share of the Big Ten Championship 40 years ago. 40 years ago, and here we are 40 years later with a chance to match that feat. And I won't name the player, but one of them came up to us, and we know this this woman, and we love her. She's filled with energy. She's awesome. Firecracker. And she came up to both of us and was so complimentary and so excited to be there and the fact that we were there and all these people were there. And And she was talking about how we support the women's team. And she said, why don't you, why don't you do what she did? This is, this is a quote and this is exactly how it happened. And I'm I'm doing both the physicality and the quotes. She comes up to Eric and she goes, I love how you pound the women. And then she left. And Ward and I were left to digest I love how you pound the women. We we had to talk that one out, discuss our feelings that that flowed through us. It was like clearly I, not how she intended it. No, we knew what she meant. We did, and we appreciate it. <laughs> but let's just say that's not something that should be said. Yeah. <laughs> so from there, we walk to from the south lobby around the building to the north lobby, and I want to share another little story about Ward and give you some insight into how his brain works. We get into the lobby. Wait, there's something before the lobby. 
all these people are streaming in and there's one character by himself, a man. And he's dressed not like a basketball fan. He's dressed like a straight up weirdo. He's dressed like somebody you don't really want around your kids. And that's what you said to me as you saw him yeah, approach. Look at this weirdo. Yeah. Look, oh, what? This this is, whoa, look at this guy. And as he passes by us, he goes, hey, I love what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> Our fan base. <laughs> we walk into the lobby. We're waiting to deliver a ticket to a friend. We have an extra ticket. We're giving it to a friend. And Ward is on his phone checking peaks. <laughs> and I see on Ward's Peaks profile, his profile has the green box around <laughs> it. And I go, Ward, you've got a private message. You got a private message on your on your profile. And then Ward proceeds to hit the button next to it. I go, why are you hitting that button? Uh, and then he hits the next button. And Ward hit the profile icon, and it occurs to me at that moment, Ward has never clicked this thing ever. He doesn't even know it exists. Didn't know it was there. It means nothing to him that it's green, <laughs> because in his mind, it's just green all the time. Yeah. And he opens it up. And, and there's eight unread messages. When were they from? Well, uh, we're going to go through it, because whoever sent these to me, I'm going to apologize to him right now. Okay. The The first one was dated August 2nd, 2020. That's three years ago, everybody. And this was, uh, will it even open? Yeah. Oh, 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 this is going to take a long time. Uh, D-L-H-D-L-H. Dennis L. Hall. Thank you. Are you uh, going to go through each one? I'll get back to you. <laughs> you know, we'll start with Dennis. He's been waiting the yeah, longest. He's been waiting two and a half Dennis, years. Dennis, thank you for your <laughs> patience. I apologize. And to the seven other people who have messaged me uh, for, uh, leading up until as recently as October 10th, 2022, I will respond to all of you within the calendar year. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, we walk in, we walk down to the court level, we round the corner where you can get kind of get the first view of assembly hall. And it was immediately goosebumps for me. Mm, mm. The balcony had already started to fill in a little bit. The main section was packed to the gills. And there was a vibe, an energy, a celebratory energy that, honestly, I've never felt at Assembly Hall before. I mean, I felt stress. I have felt, I have felt excitement for sure, but never this sense of like pride and accomplishment at what was about to happen. And we were just talking to Holly before. The The energy I got was everybody knew what was going to happen in this it, game. It was inevitable. It was totally inevitable, but it was awe-inspiring. It, it is the best that sports can be. And look, I had the great fortune of being there for a senior night at Calvert Cheney's senior year. And again, when a team is that good and that dominant and it's senior night, senior day in this case, on your home court, there is that, yeah, we're going to do this. But for the women's team and for all the, the, the young women in that building and all those families who are there together, 
it it took it to a whole different totally. place of meaning that does like as we were talking to holly about it i got goosebumps again just recalling it. and everyone felt it everyone was in this together there were a few people who still kind of were saying like hey if things go south you guys might have and to like nope nope no no so, so, so the before the game starts the lights go out clayton anderson strolls to center court and sings a song off of his new album, newest album, Indiana, which was awesome and got everybody hyped up. Man, can he work a crowd. He was incredible. He's doing hoo-hoo Hoosiers to all four corners of the arena. And the game tips off. And the first half was a bit of a slog. We played fine offensively. I think we scored 37 points, 20 in the first quarter. They were hitting tough shots. They were hitting. And they had a, a, a woman that was just on fire. At halftime, we were only up by three, but it was not nerve-wracking like you, like we thought we were going to lose. Because we've seen it time again with this team, and we text this with the goons. Nobody can stick with this team for four, four quarters. No one. And while they stuck with us for the first two, we we're like, well, there, there's two quarters left, and one of them we're gonna we're gonna impose our will, and that's exactly what happened. The third quarter start, we hit a three right off the bat to start. Was it a three or a three-point play? I don't remember. I don't, but we scored three points on that possession. And it just felt like that's a great way to start. And then you looked up and we were up by 18 points. It, it was so methodical, so surgical. It, it was just a complete decimation of everything that Purdue had been able to scrap and, and scrape it to stay with us all went away and we were just said oh no 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 this is our game this is our big 10 championship and we are going to crush your spirits before the end of the third quarter and the best part for me of the game is i mean look the the game the the way they play the game is beautiful it is uh, purdue had a great game plan and they took away what we typically go to which is mckenzie down low she still scored 20 yeah and when had they, eight rebounds. And they were doubling her before she got the yes. ball. But it was like we took that immediately. Oh, okay. Well, then we're going to skip pass over McKenzie because they're overloading one side, and we're going to have open threes. And we hit them. Yarden hit. Scalia hit. Chloe hit. And in the second half, in the third quarter, it was just gorgeous basketball. I mean, it was good basketball the whole game, but it was beautiful. We're up 18. And the best part to me, Every starter and Sarah Scalia contributed huge. Everyone. There, there was five players in double digits. All five starters. Uh, and did Sarah get double? Sarah had six points, two threes. Yeah. You know, uh, Grace had a double-double, 14 points or 16 points, 10 assists. Sydney Parrish had 14 points, 10 rebounds. Mackenzie had uh, 20 points, eight rebounds. Chloe had 14 points. It was a freaking clinic. And from the really, by the time the third quarter ended, the fourth quarter, it was just a party, a party. And we get to see Terry's family. Yes. You know, on the baseline, we see her dad and her sister and her brother that had this great story that was done on them recently on the Big Ten Network. And watching them go from a little pensive and nervous because they knew what was at stake to elation was so nice. And with a minute 30 left, we knew Terry's dad liked cigars. We we were like, what what is the appropriate time to not jinx anything? What nothing could possibly possibly go wrong. 
And so what did you do? You walked over there. I walked over. I shook his hand. I said, I understand you like cigars. Here's a victory cigar. And I went back, sat next to Ward. But it was a 30-second timeout. And I told you, "Ah, ah, it's only a 30-second timeout. And, like, it's not like you talk a lot. So I thought you would would easily get back over to our seats within 30 seconds. So it's very nice. You you and uh, 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 Terry's dad have this very lovely moment. But now the teams are back on the court and the whistle blows and you are actually stepping on the court, crossing the corner of the court, back to our seats while the game action starts on our end of the court. You were the 11th man. They could have called a technical on me. I, I I don't know how that works, but that's what I was afraid of. So I come back, I sit next to Ward and we look over at Terry's dad who is just sitting back, legs out, cigar in his mouth. Like a boss. Like a boss. The beautiful part at the end of that game is when she took Grace out of the game. She put uh, Alyssa Geary in so she could take her out of the game. She took Mackenzie out of the game. It was beautiful. It was emotional. Watching Grace and Mackenzie sitting on the bench for the last minute or two of that game, celebrating with each other, realizing what they had accomplished. The buzzer goes off, and it is just pure elation. There are goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it again. Terry starts to get emotional. Allie Patberg is a mess. I was okay until I saw Allie cry. And then they set up the ladder. And each person, it was so beautiful, climbs up the ladder, snips off a little piece of the net. And not just the players, all the support staff, the, all the assistant coaches. The the managers. Yes. Everybody who'd been working towards that far beyond the beginning of this season got their, their moment in the spotlight and they got cheered on. And, I mean, how often do you get to watch your team cut down in that? Hey, well, never. I mean, we've <laughs> yeah. ne- never seen it. You and I were both trying. Like, I was like, was there a sectional when I was yeah. in high school? No, I I don't remember being there. I guess, and, and we didn't know if Coach Knight ever let them. Yeah, play. for the Big Ten championships, I don't know. I do remember the '87 team cutting down the nets. Yeah, so I remember the, images of that. Yeah, so but we were there. We got to experience it, and then there was just a celebration, and then they did Senior Day activities for. Um, the Great. managers oh, yeah. that were there, and then for Alyssa and for Grace with incredible videos, video tributes to their careers. And then it was just everybody milling about and just celebrating and hugging. And we did hug Sydney Parrish before she hugged her family. That that was weird. It was a bad move. But she didn't hold it against us because then she did a video bomb She on video us. bombed our video. And then as the place clears out, we knew that the men's team was practicing and we thought, well, let's try to sneak into the practice. So we try to walk through the tunnel and they have security there. And, so, and we're like, yeah, we're going to go to, uh, we're supposed to go to the practice. You got credentials? No. Uh-uh. You have somebody who can escort you? No. Well, then I'm not letting you through. Okay. Then we walked a little bit more, went to the bathroom, came back. Security was gone. We waited him out. We did. We <laughs> waited him out, and we walked through that tunnel, pretending like we should be there, mm-hmm. and we snuck in to watch a little practice from upstairs, from, from, from the birds, the crow's nest. Which would be, I mean, I mean, that's that's such a delight and honor 
to just be able to observe uh, Woody at work with the boys. But that wasn't enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. I was hungry. I hadn't (laughs) eaten since Pizza X at 12.30 a.m. You didn't have a hot dog breakfast at the game like I did. No. So I snuck into the kitchen, the break room, and there was a box of cookies. Real good cookies. And so I stole two of them, came back, we ate those, and then I needed another one. <laughs> and I went back and stole and two you, more. You were trying to shame me, guilt me, and now it's your turn. Now you yeah, go you get them. Do it. I'm like, well, you if you want them so bad, you go back in there, but I will take another one. Yes. <laughs> and they were great cookies. So good. And then I ate about six handfuls of peanut M&Ms from Woody's assistant's desk that I snuck in and grabbed some. <laughs> just kept housing those. And uh, I'm going to just say this about the practice that we got to see. Trace Jackson Davis hit 44 of 66 threes. That's a good percentage. 44 of 66. And That's exactly two-thirds. For all those NBA scouts listening to our show, dude, yeah. can, dude can pop from the outside. He just doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah. That's he's scoring 28 and 14 a game. Yeah, and by the way, screw you, Jay Billis. Really, really? I, that's a joke. That, I, that's just an absolute I think joke. that's just designed to fire us up and to get us react more. I know. Maybe we'll get him back on. Yeah, I want to fight him about that. Not not debate. Yeah, I want he to will beat us in that him. debate. And and in the and, fight. And in the fight. We'll both. Yeah. We'll do both. So that ended. We decided to walk around campus. We walked to TIS, past the past your old stomping grounds of McNutt, my old stomping grounds of Foster, down fee, down uh Jordan, right? Correct. And uh and to TIS. And then well, we were, what? Well, well, first of all, I would I've got to shout out my favorite person in the world, Jordan Holes. You mean because you guilted him into letting oh, you have shoes? Not at all. See, we saw we saw Steve in the practice. Uh, I think he was getting roasted by Woody for his shoes. I Steven thought, Surface, one of the valuable members of the staff. Steven Surface, uh, and and so he was wearing his. So obviously, I couldn't ask him for his, but that yeah. that he'd been getting ridiculed by other people. I was like, are these not popular within the, the department, the program? He's like, no, no. I'm like, well, that there's an opening. And so I think we were looking in Yah's office and he had, we were going to steal them on display. And I'm like, Ooh, oh. well, you were encouraging me to steal. Well, them. when I went to steal the cookies, I did go into some offices and tried to find a 12 and a half. <laughs> did you? Yes. For you? Yes. Oh, so that's why you were so bitter. When Jordan Hulls, the greatest guy on earth, Heard me lamenting that I couldn't get a pair of size 12s. He wanders into his office. Lamenting slash begging. And boom, look at that. If you're watching at home, if not, don't worry. Eric will tweet out this picture of these beautiful Adidas shoes. What what are they? The uh, I don't know if there's a maker or model, but they are beautiful. They're pristine. And I know they're made by Adidas. I wanted to throw it in the pool so bad. I wanted to take that shoe and throw it in the pool. I would have punched you in the nose. But it would be funny. It would be funny. It would have been worth it to get to finally punch you in the nose. But what I'm going to... Not enough to punch with my left ear and destroy my eardrum. What I'm going to tell everybody is that these Adidas shoes are my new Jordans. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Jordan Holes, you are a saint. I am so glad you came back to Bloomington. And these are my favorite shoes I've ever oh, had. Enough. We went to TIS. We bought some clothes for our kids. Did I tell you about the time I got a pair of shoes from Jeff Goldblum? 
No. Oh, I wore those to pieces. Oh, yeah. See, Jeff Goldblum was my acting teacher. One day he came into class with a garbage bag. And he just turned it over in front of the class and dumped out 15 pairs of sneakers. What? And of all different makes and models. And he's like, here, you guys want these. And so we being young, poor Are acting you sure students. Size? Yes. And and he's a big, big dude. He's size like size 12. He wore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were uh yeah, they were Adidas as well. And so we're like, Jeff, why are you giving away all of your sneakers? He's like, oh, I uh, I just did this um, uh, new movie uh, with uh, The Life Aquatic with um, uh, 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 yeah, Wes Anderson. And he uh, he got me into New Balance. So I just bought New Balance. And so he gave all his sneakers away. I mean, this guy's just getting shoes left and right. <laughs> okay. Jeff Goldblum and Jordan Hulls. That night ends with us having a remarkable dinner at Mother Bears with none other and Peaks.com publisher, Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff Rapjohns. Oh, and you know what? Lately, it's been two ships passing in the night with Rabbi. He's so busy. When we've been in the same city, the same arena as he has, we, of course, we always see him. We hug him. We get to shoot the shit for a minute. But we haven't gotten real quality two-on-one Rabbi Rapjohns time in a long time. And what a delight that man is. Um, he's our brother. And to actually break bread with him. And since, of course, you were eating bread again. Because you did nothing to prevent me to do it. You had one job and you failed miserably. And now I'm eating breaded ravioli, fried chicken wings. Toasted ravioli. It's breaded and fried. That's what it is. It's delicious. Yeah, I know. I, I'm from St. Louis. Toasted ravioli is a delicacy. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a big part of your... your... It's a huge part of my life. Yeah. yeah now. And I, by the way, Mother Bears... Talk, are we going to have to talk about custard for the 43rd time now? <laughs> Mother Bears has really good toasted ravioli, except it's cheese ravioli. St. Louis, true toasted ravioli, everybody knows, meat inside. I bet, I bet Mother Bears is better. No, it's it's not. It's excellent. It's not better. Anyway, we both get deep dish pizzas. I house half a pizza. We and, both take it home. And look, and this was great because I couldn't eat anymore. Rabbi and I had several pieces left because we split a pie. And and you were like, I was just going to walk away. You're like, no, get a box. Yeah. We could give it to somebody just less fortunate. You know, they're on Kirkwood. Unfortunately, that's the situation a lot. And I thought that was really cool. And I said, that's a great idea. So we thank we, you. We boxed up all the pizza and, and we took it with us. Uh and then we we walked around a little bit more. It's Sunday night in Bloomington. There's not a lot going on on Sunday night. We called it a night. We went back to the hotel. And we did not give the pizza to homeless people. First, we went to Baked. We, we did. And we got six, six cookies. cookies at Baked. I also got some ice cream and some milk. Yeah. Because we were rooming together and I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> We came back and we cr we sat next to each other on the couch and watched TV again, and we ate the cookies. And then I went into the refrigerator and instead of giving the pizza to the homeless person, which I would have done had we come across one, which we didn't. We did not. I just ate more of my cold mother bear's pizza because I wasn't eating carbs. And then we went to sleep. We woke up for our last morning in Bloomington. We did not do a breakfast this time in Bloomington. We didn't have time. We didn't do breakfast or lunch. We only did dinners. You were too busy running. I was too busy sleeping. And so we made the trek early in the morning to Muncie, Indiana. 
What's in Muncie, Indiana? Well, it's Ball State University. What's at Ball State University? Head coach, Michael Lewis. Who's your legend on loan to the University of Ball State? And he graciously allowed us to crash practice and watch him run a practice. We were we were we were allowed to be in that one. That was that was we were invited. He actually sent somebody to open the door for us. He actually did not invite us. I said to him, "We're coming to practice." And he he really he, well. First, he said, "Not a great day." <laughs> That's what he said. And I said, "It's the only day." So we watched practice. Awesome to watch Michael run a team. The dudes got fire. He connects with the players. It was awesome to watch. It, you saw it all. You saw everything you wanted to see in a head coach. And he's only been a head coach for the first time in his life for a few months. And we know that the, the people he has coached underneath are some of the best to ever do it. Coach Bobby Knight, Brad Stevens, Mick Cronin, what he's doing in UCLA. He's one of the absolute best coaches in the country but now it's your turn michael how are you going to do it and it's like he'd been doing it himself for 20 years it's like when you know it's like mozart sat down at a piano and just knew how to play it yeah michael was born to do this and it was great to see very cool arena very cool arena uh they've got a big game tonight tuesday and and that program has been in shambles for so long and he has he has turned it around it, it's overnight when you're talking about this is his first season there and that the attendance was so abysmal and that they've already had two of their biggest crowds in decades. Yeah. They have more wins than they've had in decades. Yes. Like he flipped that thing around instantly. Yeah. It's been amazing. So that was fun. We then got to go to lunch with him where I again did not eat carbs when I had a soft pretzel appetizer, a Caesar salad with croutons, tater tots, and a double burger. <laughs> but but that's what was recommended. It's a smash burger. So you need to have two. Uh, well, he told me I needed three. three he and I, I didn't go for two. three. And I, having almost departed the Hoosier State without a pork bread and tenderloin, I got my fix in there. And then we were able to spend a little time with him, smoke a cigar, chat about being a head coach and how the challenges and, and the benefits and all that. And then we headed to the airport for the last time to end our trip. And the only thing I want to talk about on the way to the airport is that we saw one of the greatest billboards ever. <laughs> the billboard said, I just want to make it get sure I get this right. It in big lettering, it said, can't find Uranus. Spelled like the planet. Yeah, okay. can't find Uranus. You can't you can't find it. It's it's a distant planet. It's hard to find. And then up in the corner it said, Next exit, the fudge factory. <laughs> it was a giant fudge factory. Was it called the Uran- fudge factory? Then why did so the Uranus was completely just, arbitrary? No, it fudge. No, no, I know, but like it, that they're just making a poop joke. Yeah, no, but I didn't know if they tied it into like was it Uranus chocolate? But oh, I don't think so. The name of the place is the fudge, fudge factory. factory. Which I think I is thought, hilarious like, because is that what you want to be reminding people of <laughs> as they eat fudge? That it comes out of Uranus? Anyway. It was a big factory. They must be doing well. Doing real well. The fudge factory. Got on the plane. Nice little drive. Released the announcement and the, the website for the events. 
back in LA and then informed your girlfriend and my wife that after being gone for, you know, four days that, no, we're not going to spend time with you tonight. No. We're going to come back here and smoke cigars and talk to each other some more. And you. But and here we are. But you, this, this is how we get away with this is because this is for you. And by the time you're watching or listening to this, I should say, you're also going to be getting ready for the giant Indiana game. Two big games with Indiana implications. One, the men's team plays Michigan State tonight on the road. Huge game. These next two road games will make the difference between really good seating in the NCAA tournament or settling in somewhere around probably five, you know, somewhere six, in that yeah. five, six, somewhere. If we can win one of these two games on the road, if we can win both and then close out at home, holy shit. Then we've got a pretty incredible, I mean, my God, if we win out, we're 14 and six in the Big Ten. And who knows? Maybe a chance to win the Big Ten. Hey, anybody out there who's going to play Purdue, please beat them. Yeah, just beat them. And then the other big game is that the Iowa women's team is playing at Maryland. We're all huge Terrapin fans tonight. Because if Maryland wins that game, Indiana women are the sole possessors of the Big Ten championship. Did I say that correctly? Sole possessors? Yeah, sounds good. I don't think most people say it that way, but it doesn't matter. So... Excited as hell for the Michigan State game. Excited as hell for the rest of the season. Excited as hell for the women's team. Excited as hell for the event we're going to do on Ex- March 12th. Excited as hell that the curse is broken. The curse is broken, everybody. We love you. Hope you enjoyed our walk down uh, Bloomington Lane. Jordan Avenue. Do they? I don't think it's called Jordan Avenue anymore. But you called it that earlier. I know, but but now that I remember, I think right. they changed it. Jordan was like a eugenicist, right? Yeah. That's why they renamed our girls middle school. And Jordan Hall is not Jordan Hall anymore. They should have they they, they should have renamed it Jordan Hulls. Oh look at the shoes. Thank you, Jordan. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. But the hysterics, no E, no I, but, but the sometimes why. We should have gotten those guys who drove by in their car and did that. We should have had them redo it for this. We did have guys, as I was walking in the middle of the street, going with the traffic this time, some guy stuck his head out the window and just screamed, but the sometimes why? <laughs> That's our catchphrase. We'll see you next week. Actually, oh, what do you got? And sometimes why. <laughs> what? What are you? It sounded wrong when you said it, but then I realized it was right. (laughs) You can't get powered by right, and you can't get. But the sometimes why we've said every podcast. It's somewhere in the back of my mind that I just it's it's uh, on automatic. I I, if I have to think about it, I can't. (laughs) It's like saying your name, your own name, Wade Robinson. (laughs) What? What did I say? From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. 
Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.